Hey, hello, welcome back. This is Chris Marquardt. And with me, as usual, Mario Acorone. Hi there. Hi, Chris. Um, we started last episode talking about uh, living in the cold and what that does to the body. And uh, we talked about some weather and some chill factors. And um, we talked a lot about clothes and shoes and things. Uh, but we still have plenty more on our list of things to consider when living in the cold. And, um, well, let's, let's just continue down our list. We have an entire whole list yes. of things to discuss. Um, next thing is um, some considerations when it comes to your skin when it's cold, because that is pretty much your contact to the world. Yeah, and that's... Uh that's uh, yeah, we all uh, we all know that uh, when you get cold uh, you, materials get uh, brittle and hard and um, and the skin is a is is a special is a special coating that we have and we want to keep it intact and uh, it has a lot of water in it and, uh, and so in order to keep it flexible um, we sometimes we think about putting cream uh, on the skin we also uh, like because we are going out in uh, in nature um we want to have some protection factor and uh and it's not uh, it's not the same uh, um things that uh, you find in all creams um and creams are are fine to keep the, your your skin uh, your skin moisturized but uh, don't put too much water into your skin otherwise it will freeze <laughs> and uh, it's a good point yeah and uh and so one uh, <clears throat> so when you uh, depending on what temperature you're going to be exposed to if you're just about uh, zero and uh, your skin stays more or less above um above zero so the um the, the skin doesn't freeze directly but if you have wind and uh, the wind with the evaporation of the of the uh, of the water vapor uh, lowers the uh, the temperature that you have actually on the surface of the body uh, considerably then you can get like tiny ice ice crystals in your skin so the important thing is not to increase the amount of water that you have in your skin and um <clears throat> and so there are some there are some creams that are uh, are based for example on uh, on beeswax that don't contain uh, water or contain very little water they would be kind of oily or feel not very comfortable compared to the nice uh, uh, hand cream, for example, or they skin cream. They don't that, get uh, absorbed as quickly. They as don't get creams. absorbed as quickly, but uh, but they are the uh, uh, the one of the ways of uh, of keeping the uh, the skin flexible and protect the skin from evaporation uh, from the the heat, uh, evaporation and the, and the wind blowing on them. And th there is a limit to this, and uh, there are some explorers that have been uh, uh, testing different methods of keeping uh, of keeping your skin intact when going to really really low temperatures. You're talking about uh, polar expeditions, and they say that all these skins, they uh, these um, these creams are the, like there is no no cream that would keep your skin intact. You will have to protect your skin with some outer layer of, uh, of something. And so keeping as little as possible your skin exposed is um, is a must when you go really low in temperature, like 
minus 15 and, and below. And especially if there is some wind, it can be even even higher temperatures if you have very strong wind. I think I think one and of the reasons yeah. one one of the yeah, things so that adds to the problem is that you that that cold air cannot carry as much humidity as warm air. Mm, yes. So it gets drier yeah, as well. Yeah. So it gets it gets drier, but uh, so you have a, a higher um, and, and well, you you have less problems for from the humidity, but then you begin to have a problem in keeping the ice out of your body, mm -hmm. out of uh, really out of the surface of your body, and uh, and that is that is very important. And um, so so creams uh, they are usually they are they're called uh, they're called cold creams, but uh, cold. Uh, uh, Like uh, in in Norway, they call the kulde creme. For example, they are they are made with uh, with as little water as possible, and uh, and they can they can help with reasonably cold temperatures. Uh, so like down maybe to minus fifteen, minus twenty uh, to keep your to keep your skin flexible. And uh, and when we when we go to these temperatures, then we also have uh, and below. Then we also have the problem that the materials that we're using um, change their properties because most of the especially the synthetic materials that we have around they have been developed for for human consumption and most of the humans are living in 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 milder conditions than than a constant minus 20 for months um, but when you get to uh, to places that i have these low temperatures then you realize that the plastic that is uh, for example in your in your outer shells uh, of your jackets can uh, can become uh, can become stiff and uh, you can you can really hear it when you move that uh, it cracks and uh, and makes some crackling noises and uh, and this is this is really uh this is really something that i noticed with uh, by by using different Products, for example, the flotation suits that you use when you go out to sea um, um, can become uh, brittle. And uh, as the as the material stiffens and you flex it, then it can also break. So um, it is important to to test the equipment that you have for uh, resistance to the temperatures where you're going to be operating. So that's uh, that's that's quite important. Um, talking about materials is uh, one of, one of the well, apart from of course the the clothing that we use, um, we uh, and and we if we stay if we stay to like personal equipment or equipment that we have around us, uh, we also have to think that uh, when the temperature is very cold, uh, we have to be able to operate the materials that we have around the objects that we have around, and that we need with cold fingers and possibly with gloves mm -hmm. and, as, uh, as a photographer i know what you're talking about <laughs> exactly so uh, and uh, and if you have lots of commands or uh, things that uh, that need uh, even a simple thing like opening a zipper if you for example need to go to the bathroom and you're out uh, in nature and you can be a problem just need to yeah. relieve your bladder then uh, it can be a problem if you're if your fingers are so are so uh, insensitive that you cannot use them to unzip your trousers, for example, or your jacket. 
So that's uh, so you have uh, like you might have noticed that in some um, some technical clothing when you have a zipper there is a little uh, a little uh, rope that is attached to the zipper uh, cursor uh, so that the, there is uh, something that uh, allows you to have a better grip on the cursor even with uh, with gloves some jackets for example have them so it's not not just a decoration to have something some nice uh, colorful little uh, piece of string that is attached to the to zipper cursor with the, with the logo it on it for useful. branding. <laughs> yeah, the logo the logo is okay. You can also put just a little piece of string and sure. uh, and, a, and a knot <laughs> that is uh, that can save uh, can save a lot of uh, a lot of trouble by um, by helping you using, for example, zippers. And the zippers can also get uh, that's another. Factor if you are in a in a situation where there is a lot of ice, like for example snowfall and uh, and ice formation, especially with the heat from the body melting the snow and the outside temperature freezing it again, then zippers can become uh, stuck because of the ice. So uh, you have to be careful that the zippers are protected, or that you use other methods for for uh, for keeping your clothes uh, uh, clo uh, I mean keeping your clothes uh, zipped up or or buttoned so buttons are buttons another are way of even more yeah. difficult with with gloves yeah depending on how big they are and how how they are placed <laughs> of course uh, velcro can be uh, can be a pain if you um, can be very useful but it can also be a pain if you have uh, if you have snow on them and ice on the on the velcro these these are fibers that get clogged quite easily with uh, you uh, you have uh, also some shoes that have uh, velcro uh, fastenings and that is uh, not uh, not good if uh, the temperatures are very cold <laughs> so um yeah so let's um it's interesting here and and you see it a lot of a lot of these uh, differences between like a product that is made for warmer weather and and these conditions when you when you look at cars one of the uh one of the things that you notice is uh, when you go to the car and you want to open the door the uh, the door gets stuck to, it's it's stuck to the uh, it's unlocked but it's stuck to the um, mm -hmm. to the body of the car and that's because of the ice that forms between the uh, the door in the joint between the door and the body of the car. And it's of course if you use this car previously and it's cold and you have had some precipitation, then uh, you have had also some some water uh, that is uh, uh, depositing itself around this rubber joint along the uh, along the doors and the. In other openings in the car, and uh, and that freezes when you leave the car overnight. So that's uh, that's some uh, something that you can uh, you can avoid uh, problems with. By how do people in Norway avoid that? Because that yeah, I, I guess happens very often, or even Norway, Iceland. Yeah, if you if you go to the tank station, you find the two products very high, uh, very prominent on the uh, on the shelves as you come into most most tank stations in in these in these places and it's uh, one of them is the uh, the de-icer for the uh, locks mm -hmm. so a little little there are little sprays that, uh, that you can use with with some product that uh, you can you can spray inside the the actual keyhole of the door of the car but of course like with more and more cars have a central locking system with a tele with a with a remote then you don't 
most cars don't need that anymore but you you still see these uh these uh, unlocking fluid for the for the door locks and the other is some silicone uh, either a um, uh, like some liquid silicone or some sort of silicone paste that you can uh, put on the joints around the uh, car doors uh, all the rubber joints <coughs> the neoprene joints and if you do that then the ice will not stick onto the mm. rubber and then you will be able to use the uh, doors. And you have to renew this layer of, of kind of fatty silicone all around the, the doors every time, you, every time you wash the car, for example, because someone, washing so, products, they would take it away. Someone once recommended to me a, a, a completely different product, which um, I think comes from, the, from, the, uh, from caring about weapons, and it's called Ballistol, which is a, a mixture hmm. of oils that you would use to grease your guns and do things that um yeah yeah and and i think and, it has it is lanolin in and it, it, it it's apparent apparently has some some stuff in it that is also good to keep your doors from uh yeah. freezing yeah i mean there are several uh several ways of of doing this but the the main thing is having these uh, joints uh, covered with something that uh, avoids the ice sticking onto it and onto the other side which is the body of the car so let's let's stick with cars so for a second because yeah. um, that is that is a, a very important thing and uh, all the cars and other machines like that um, mm. are important yeah. when you live up in the cold. So car heating, cold cars. Yeah. I, I would expect yeah. every car up in the north have to have uh, heated seats at least. Yeah, well, that's uh, it's probably that's, a given. Right? You you have to you have to be uh, careful with uh, with. Heat, uh, heated seats that they don't uh, they don't grill your <laughs> your uh, your lower parts your and uh, reduce your fertility but um, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> it is important to um, to think that when, well car heating first of all the car when it's staying overnight or uh, staying for some time uh, without being used it is uh, um, you you have to start it so open the door you have to start the car and the batteries are a weak point here because batteries reduce their efficiency when the weather is cold and uh, so you can uh, have some batteries that are better uh, some types of batteries car batteries that are better at uh, at coping with with cold weather but in general uh, it's very important that your battery is very well charged and that you have a lot of power in your battery so there are some cars that even have a double battery bank um uh, and uh, and you can have this as an option for uh, for um, uh, for cold cold weather options. This as will you get have, even uh, more important yeah. as we have more and more electric cars. Oh yes, well, electric <laughs> cars have a problem, and they actually say that it's better to, for example, to use a seat heating rather than heating the cabin in an electric car. Oh, I see. So, like uh, to reduce the temperature inside the inside the uh, the cabin. Uh, to uh, well a reasonable level, but not to, not to heat the cabin too much, and then use uh, the seat heating to to keep uh, <laughs> to keep warm. And of course, you have to have uh, to be careful that you don't have too much um, too thick outer clothing because the the uh, safety belts they would uh, they would have they would be less efficient in keeping you safe in case of a collision. So there is a trade-off there between uh, between like saving power, uh, keeping warm, and being safe. Oh, and one thing I love about my, my new car is it has a heated steering wheel. 
Ah, that's that nice. That is so that's wonderful. A, that's a, yeah, that's uh, that's something that uh, is probably quite very <laughs> quite nice because when you have a very cold steering wheel and you and uh, you don't want to use like thick gloves that you don't uh, that you don't feel the wheel with <laughs> and you, and it might be sliding in your in your hands. So that's that's very nice. Um, you have to uh, clear probably the car uh, of uh, ice and uh, and snow especially the snow on the roof can fall uh, over when you brake and uh, fall over the windscreen so you have a whiteout because uh, <laughs> you don't see anything anymore so it is forbidden to uh, for example in Norway it is forbidden to uh, to um, to drive with a lot of snow on your roof and uh, the police would stop you and uh, and uh, and give you a fine if you do it's not uh, it's not an infraction uh, in other places, but it's very important that all your windows are clear and uh, and some cars have heated uh, heated windows, so like not only in the back but also in the front, uh, and that's very uh, very nice to have because it makes it easier to de-ice your car from the outside, and uh, and also like de-ice the place where your windscreen wipers are because they can get stuck. Uh, in on the on the windscreen and uh, and be not being efficient and as we are talking about windscreen also it's something about the the windscreen washer fluid <laughs> uh, can have several degrees of uh, of resistance to cold and usually in normal conditions in Europe you would have something that goes down to minus five maybe I'm talking about Italy but not, of course not all of Italy is is warm I mean we have a lot of mountains uh, and um, then you have to go down to to uh to we have to you have to, you have to use windscreen washer that is resistant to colder and colder conditions here Just in Reykjavik for example you forget windscreen washer fluid that goes down to minus 12 and that's okay for Reykjavik but if you are in the north of Iceland where I work um you have to go down to something that resists to minus 20 or <laughs> more so that you can you can use it 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 just yeah. reminds me of the numerous times where in the past I've had not not the right uh, fluid in and it froze up and then and it's all it's frozen just, and it just sucks yeah. <laughs> yeah it sucks and um and another another important thing is that when you are starting your car if you have a uh, an engine heater a lot of cars have engine heaters in the north so it's either electrical heaters or heaters that are fueled ah. by a that, by by the car fuel that explains that, i've seen i've seen these up in longyearbyen uh that some cars had like a little plug hanging out on the front yeah, yeah. and then and then in front of public buildings you'd have uh, yes. uh you'd have sockets that Electrical you can plug sockets, into yeah. yeah and this is this is to to keep the car warm you can you can have uh, an engine heater and a cabin heater and uh, or both and uh and electrical heaters are quite nice. You just plug them in, and uh, and then the the car, like you either have a timer or you have a remote control, and you just uh, turn on the heating a few, well, an hour or something before you have to use your car. And depending on the power of the heater, and then your car is warm, and the engine is warm, and it starts better. The battery performs better, and uh, and uh, everything is nicer. Also, you pollute less with a with a with a without having to heat up the engine yeah and and that's that's very that's very important if you are not in a situation of having the uh 
the electricity by your car, then uh, then you could have uh, something that runs off the fuel that your car is using, considering maybe diesel or petrol. And uh, these are also like options that you could have. And uh, and then another thing is the wheels, like what kind of tires you use. And uh, it has. I remember the days where like having winter tires was uh, an option. It was not obligatory. Now, in many countries, I know that in Germany, for example, you have to have winter tires in the winter and summer True. tires in the summer because winter tires don't break well in the summer and summer tires don't grip well in the winter. And uh, and this is, by law, you have to do this. But then again, winter tires are not all winter tires. Oh, <laughs> no, not, no, no. not no. the same. There is a whole science behind this and they are made for the winters in different situations and if you have winter tires that are quite okay in like central germany they would not be probably okay most of them would not be okay in northern norway for example and and it's not just about how they are cut it's not just about the patterns on Mm. them it's about the mixture Mm. of the rubber it's about like yeah from from what I know, and I I, I have yeah. a bit of insight in this. There's like a hundred different factors that go into making yes. a good tire. Yes, and uh, and you would like to have a tire that is uh, reasonably priced, uh, that is uh, gripping well because that's safety first, and then and that that also rolls well and so that, that lasts you long. Use you know? less fuel <laughs> and that lasts long. So it's it's kind of difficult. It's, but in in extreme situations, a lot of people uh, in in conditions like you have in Scandinavia. Maybe we use uh, studded tires. It is uh, possible. I mean, it is allowed to use studded tires. Yeah, it's forbidden in Germany. And, yeah, it is forbidden in, in many places, or there is a penalty. Also in Norway, for example, tears up a penalty the roads. because it grinds the road yeah. when there is no snow on that. But if you are in a place where there is no and ice, and especially when there is ice, a studded tire is uh, very useful because you at least you reduce the braking distance compared to uh, unstudded tires in most cases, and you also have a, a more controllable trajectory of the car when you're braking. The side because forces the, are better caught, yeah. Yeah, so so it is it is quite useful. And then you get into situations like uh, I had in my videos there where you have whiteouts, and, uh, and of course one of the uh, things that you notice is uh, is that it's like driving in the fog, uh, you don't have a uh, you don't have a good visibility, but then with there is wind and the snow is kind of wet and sticks to the car, then you also have like a coating on the side of the car, on the front, on the back, or some many places that is actually reducing your visibility. And these are very dangerous situations. And it's uh, the only the only reasonable thing is actually stopping and uh, safely stopping in a place where you can like take a break if you can stop at a tank station have a have a cup of coffee and wait for the weather to improve that's the advantage of iceland that the weather doesn't stay the same for very long (laughs) might have to wait a few hours of course and uh and iceland has also some some interesting things that uh because of these very special conditions, you have a, a website by the uh, road authority. And it's actually called road.is for English speakers. And uh, and there you have a, an indication for every stretch of road 
uh, of uh, uh, the conditions of the road and if the road is actually sometimes it gets closed and then you you can see that you like if you plan your your trip uh, for example from the south to the north of iceland you can see if the road that connects or stretches of road are closed and then you just stay home and you postpone your your travel <laughs> that's the only choice <laughs> that's, you that's have that's the ulti- <laughs> that's the ultimate thing like you stop and uh, you stop and uh, and think about uh, leaving the next day and enjoy <laughs> enjoy some more time where you are yeah, I, i remember the when i was in iceland a few years ago we had that situation yeah. where the, the the snow was coming in the wind was coming mm-hmm. in and we i think we were the last car that made it through a road before it was closed yeah yeah, yeah you have uh, these situations all the time it was adventurous it 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 helps in uh, in moving when you're moving it helps to have a four wheel drive car a high car so that high from the road so the bottom of the car can drive over like thicker road but uh, the problem with with four wheel drive is that you tend to exaggerate the speed or to drive you, a little you bit overestimate too fast your ability to you overestimate break. your ability to brake and yes. to hold the road when there is a turn or something so it's Uh, of course, with all the electronics, uh, things get safer as you're moving and you're accelerating or you're keeping your speed. But when you're braking, the ABS, of course, is is very nice. But uh, the four-wheel but, drive will not do anything yeah. for you when you brake. Four-wheel drive <laughs> will not do anything. Yeah, and that's uh, that's very important. And when the conditions get really, really bad, uh, also with thick snow, you could use snow chains. But uh, but uh, but these are only good for uh, for like driving very slow uh, you cannot drive fast with with snow chains and uh, and it's a very particular a very special uh, way of uh, of getting about using snow chains right so yeah yeah and so that's uh, well now we talked a lot about cars i guess that we should uh, maybe close off on <laughs> on this but uh, cars are not just cars you cannot use the same uh, things uh, everywhere uh, um, the same kind of car you have to think about where you use it how you use it and uh, maybe even think about staying home at times and uh, this is the same for diesel petrol um, electric cars uh, lots of electric cars in the north it's Norway nice. Norway is very yeah. very rich in electric cars yeah. because of the way they, yes. they subsidize them and yeah Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting because those batteries are mm. have a problem with the cold. They lose some of their range and they need to be heated yeah. in order to be um, in, yes. in a good condition. So, yeah. Um, but still, um, yeah, the, things will change over the next years for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. All right. I think that's a good place to to wrap up this episode of living in the cold up in the Arctic. And it's probably not the last time we've talked about this. So, yeah. everyone, if you want any other episodes of Curiously Porter, go and check out the place where you find your other podcasts. All the episodes are there. Also on curiouslypolar.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's contact stuff on there. And um, I guess that's it. Take care until next time. And stay cool. Stay cool. Stay cool.